This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. Today, if you don't mind, I want us to have an adult conversation with one another about how grossly insensitive the internet can be and how we're often contributing to that if we're not careful. I see it. I see it in my own comments. I see it across social media. I see it across the internet. Not just the general mean-spiritedness, which I do see, but I'm starting to see people be more and more comfortable with stereotypes, with with casual bigotry where they probably don't even understand that what they're saying or doing is causing harm, but it is. And I want to talk about one primary practice that I am trying to make sure is real in my life that I think would also help you, not all of you, just you who's listening, become a much better person. All right. I know we talk about serious news on here. I know we talk about injustice and how we can fight for justice and all of those things. But today is one of those days where I want to help us be better. All right. Let me unpack and explain it. This is Sean King and you are listening to The, the, the Breakdown. The, 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 the Breakdown. The, 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 the Breakdown. Listen, the Internet can be a very ugly, very intolerant, very bigoted, uh, very mean spirited place. And that doesn't come as a shock to you. (laughs) We all know this. And at any given moment, that mean spirited ugliness can come out into the real world offline in ways that are deadly. I, I am thinking in particular of a a brutal mass shooting at a gay club in Colorado Springs, Colorado. And at least five people were killed, nearly 20 more shot, and, you know, shot obviously with some of the most horrific weapons on earth. And so when you're shot with these weapons, it changes your life forever. Uh, In this attack, uh, we don't know all of the details yet about who the shooter is and what the shooter was motivated by. But we do know every single day people are saying and doing ugly things to the LGBTQ community. We see it often. People now politicizing drag shows and making it as if, you know, people are trying to, to, to harm your children with drag shows. And I mean, all types of foolishness. And what I know 
and, and whether this bears itself out with this particular shooting or not, what I know is if you demean a person or a group enough, it can motivate people to do ugly things to them. Obviously, I've experienced this in my own life. When you demean a person so much, even when that person suffers harm, people stop caring because that person has already been demonized and and belittled and made small and made into an enemy. And so when harm comes their way, people just keep on moving. And I see right now, I'm just going to like own it. It's hard for me to change this reality. And I'm not, I'm not even frustrated that it exists. Um, I bring a lot of different people together. And so if you are a part of the community that I've built on my Instagram page, on there is every race, every ethnicity, every nationality, uh, every faith and religion, every orientation, it's all there. And, you know, there are virtually no rules on how people interact online in these comments sections. And I see sometimes in the comments, it can get very ugly. And most often, I see people say something offensive. And it's clear to me that they frequently weren't aware that it was offensive. So they, they genuinely offended somebody, but didn't know they did it. Didn't, they didn't say it to offend somebody. They, they thought they were being insightful or they thought they were just participating in the conversation. And it might creep into what I would call casual bigotry, where they just very casually, very comfortably walked right into or created a bigoted moment for the rest of the people. And then everybody will pile up on that person and say, you, you can't say this or that's racist or that's anti-Semitic or whatever it may be. And the person just is like, hold on, hold on, hold on. Why am I being attacked? And there's rarely much understanding or forgiveness or education going on in the comments section. People try all of those things, but people tense up and don't receive it. And it's to the point where I'm seeing a lot of good people say things that are harmful, frustrating, irritating about entire ethnic groups and nationalities, etc. And I have one lesson, one key idea that I want to share with you. It's something that I try my best to practice every day and have done so for years. I'm going to tell you what it is right after the break. We have a quick word from one of our sponsors, then I'll be right back. Now, this is unsolicited advice. You probably didn't come here for me to advise you on how to be a better person. (laughs) But I must say that for a major chunk of my life uh, as a pastor and, and traveling preacher and motivational speaker, like that was a huge part of what I did. Uh, even my very first book that I published was an inspirational book. 
even make change that I, I published just a few years ago was meant in a lot of ways to help you be a better person. So I don't want you to be weirded out that I'm here trying to help us be better. But every day, offline, online, not just in the comments, but on this podcast, in the articles that I write, in the organizing work that I do, in the staff meetings that I lead, I'm heading into a meeting here just in a few minutes. I try to have a default level of sensitivity to the pain or trauma that might be in the room. What I know, because I also live on planet Earth, I live in this, this same place facing most of the same stresses and pressures that you do, I understand that trauma is everywhere. People have experienced painful trauma at home. They've experienced injustice in ways that you may never know or understand. They have experienced obstacles and barriers and oppression that they might not have posted on social media. They have had a long list of hard moments in their lives. Every person, all of us, you don't get through this world without confronting some difficult moment. And people might, listen, some people are way more privileged than others. So some people's moments of difficulty come much less frequently than others. Like, that's just the truth. But I try to approach every person in my life with the knowledge that there's a lot of trauma unaddressed, unresolved, unhealed trauma in the room. And when I approach it that way, I understand that very frequently people speak out of their pain, out of their individual pain of what they've experienced as a person, but they also speak out of the pain that the group they are a part of may be facing be it an oppressed religious group, ethnicity, nationality, community, sect, orientation, whatever it may be, a political persuasion, whatever, that people often are speaking through unhealed, unresolved pain. And, and I, my default is I have no idea what the people I am talking to now are dealing with. I have no insight into what each individual is dealing with. I don't have the capacity for that. And so I have to start from a place of understanding that there's a lot of pain that people are facing and dealing with that I probably have never quite dealt with myself. I don't know what it's like to be a woman. I don't know what it's like to be a Muslim in post 9-11 America, uh, in, in the age of Islamophobia. I don't understand that. I'm a Christian, so I don't understand the pressure that they must face. You know, I, I don't understand certain things that other groups have dealt with. I, I can't experience the pain of anti-Semitism. I'm not Jewish. I'm, and so, you know, I can try to identify with it. 
I can try to translate it. But when we go into a room, hear me, when we go into a room as if we're the only people in that room in pain, when we go into a room completely ignorant or oblivious to the fact that there's all types of levels of oppression in that room that people have experienced with or may still be facing, all types of personal pain and trauma, if we go into a room as if only we, only I have experienced such things, and listen, I say that as somebody that's experienced a ton of trauma that I'm still trying to address and confront and heal. Like I'm, I'm working on this every day, all day. But you have to go into the room understanding that there are a lot of things that people may be dealing with in that room that you don't have the best understanding of. So you shouldn't speak in absolutes. You shouldn't be flippant. You shouldn't group an an entire group of people together in a way that people, you know, because no single group of people are guilty of anything. Like there's just not, it's just not how it is. And so there are exceptions to it. So we don't speak in absolutes, but you just have to approach life. (laughs) I I know this isn't going to happen just because I recorded this episode of this podcast but try to approach even the comment sections on social media, on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, wherever, TikTok. Try to approach them with some base level, some default level of humanity and grace and understanding that people in there are probably operating and dealing with and confronting a lot of pain. And it'll just make you a little bit slower to anger and much more understanding doesn't mean that you accept what people may say that may may harm you, but you understand that people are coming from a place that they, they're dealing with a lot of pain themselves. Listen, I've got to run. I've got to hurry up. I'm about to be late for a meeting. But if you're not yet subscribed to the North Star, please go now to the northstar.com and become a member today. Take care, everybody. Break it down. I'm Tiffany Hawkins. I'm Alan Boomer. And we are the Momentum Advisors. Every single week, we talk about wealth management, personal finance, and entrepreneurship. We are financial advisors by day. We're entrepreneurs by night. We're building wealth for ourselves, and we want to make sure that you understand how to build wealth in your own family. Tune in for shows like Is Your Money Racist? Retirement Savings, Investment 101. We literally run the gamut on all the things that you need to know about financial wealth, creating a legacy for your family, and really just wealth creation as a whole. What we find is that these conversations are happening, but they're not happening as much as they need to in diverse communities. And so we're bringing a new voice, a new amount of energy, and we want you to tune in. So we bring the tips, we bring the strategy, and we always bring the good news. So make sure you tune in every week to the Momentum Advisors. There's something for everyone. Mom.